Hello and welcome. Bonjour et bienvenue. This is the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today we have Ryan Teagan, a lead performance coach on the cast. We talk about the mental side of training for athletes. It's a lot of fun. It was really interesting to get into the mental side. I always like that kind of thing uh, when it comes to running especially, so we will get to that in just a minute. I promised you all an update on the Beast of Big Creek, of course, and it was an absolute blast. Uh, So much fun to run up and down Mount Eleanor. I was thrilled to meet Matthias in person, finally, and it was even better than that because I got to meet his whole family, uh, including his awesome wife, Trixie, as well. Uh, Sheena and I even met up with them for lunch a couple days after, so it was really cool to finally meet them in person, know who they are in real life, as opposed to just here online, and... Let me tell you, the Eichlers host a hell of a good time. The run was so much fun. The post-race hangout was great, too. It's the first official Sky Race in the U.S. I can't recommend enough that you check it out in 2024. You'll love it. Let me know if you're going to be there. I'm pretty certain I'm going to have to go back as well because it was just a great time all around. My next race is in September on Vancouver Island. I'm stoked to see Mike LaBelle and the entire Coastline team. I'm going to drag my ass through the 50k or at least attempt to. Can't wait for that. Let me know if I'll see you there. But today we're talking with Ryan Teagan and we're talking about the mental side of training. Let's do it. Today's guest is lead performance coach Ryan Teagan of Perseverance Performance. Ryan has an interest in enhancing human potential and helps athletes overcome mental roadblocks and improve overall performance resilience by addressing what can be controlled in the present. Things such as energy management, goal setting, attention regulation, action planning, and confidence building. I'm pumped to hear more about it from Ryan. Thank you for being on, Ryan. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm always like to start nice and easy for you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in coaching. Yeah, so I would say my background in coaching coaching comes from my background in personal development and my running. I've always been a uh, lifelong runner, probably since I was about 10 or so, and I wasn't always the fastest kid on the playground. Shocker. (laughs) Uh, But I I really stuck with it. And it's really taught me a lot of life values and principles that I still hold today. I ran all through high school and college. I was fortunate enough to run for a smaller D3 university here in Wisconsin. Um, And during that time, I kind of had, I wouldn't necessarily call it a quarter life crisis even, but just my first year, it was pretty difficult for me. I, you know, I kind of tanked down on confidence. I was burnt out. And it was really difficult to have a conversation and figure out what was actually happening. My coach was great. Um, and he connected me to a counselor on campus, which was fine, but that counselor didn't necessarily have as much athletic experience as I would hope he would. So it really dug me down this path in terms of building my confidence from an athletic perspective. Um, and that book I read Jim Af- or that summer I read Jim Afros, the, athletes the champion's mind how great athletes think train and thrive and it really got the gears turning in my head of saying you know we spend all this time day in and day out putting in mileage but no one ever tells me how to train the three pound of flesh in between my 
years, right? No one ever does. And that's what really started to get me to lean more towards sports psychology and coaching as general. Uh, I was originally pre-physical therapy, so I, I pretty much took my exercise science route and just added a psychology minor onto it. Um, and that really opened up some doors and some pathways for me. And then from there, I graduated from what was John F. Kennedy University, now National University Sport uh, and Performance Psychology Program um, just last year. So since then, I've been doing more of the um, psychological skills training than anything. And I founded my own company back in 2022, almost 2021. Um, so this is what I really have been doing for probably the last two years or so. And I love it. It's awesome when you can find something that you're passionate about and chase that and have it work out uh, as a, as a career. I know you're working very hard to make that happen. Tell us about the performance coaching itself then. So what, what do you do with folks? So the easiest way that we like to think about it in terms of the sports psychology world is think of it as personal training for the brain, right? I don't, I come from it from a non-clinical background. So the beauty and the reality of sports psychology is you don't have to have a pain point. You can, there are emotional mental barriers that we can try to overcome and things that we can tackle, but there doesn't have to be anything psychologically tweaked or missing from a person in order to work with a coach. Um, obviously if, if there's an issue that comes up that might be a door that I can't open. I'm always trying to find a referral for my athletes for mental health. And I always advocate to watch for their, take care of their mental health first before working with me. And when I work with athletes, it's really just, you know, I work primarily with endurance athletes at this point. And it's a lot of energy management, confidence building, learning how to train that little voice in the back of your head when you're saying, oh, you know, this hurts, slow down, don't do that. And really just trying to push through whether it is a mental or emotional barrier, or it's just trying to see where your training can take you. Um, and just really seeing psychological skills training as supplementary, just as going to the gym or, you know, going to a chiropractor or anything like that. Um, and, and just taking care of that, your brain and just your overall mental health and wellness. And I'm curious then, if you work uh, mostly with endurance athletes, do you find that you're kind of working on the same things with these athletes or is everyone different? It, like it really doesn't matter what you're doing. I would say there's pillars. Um, you know, some of the stuff that I previously mentioned, whether it's focusing on focusing during an event or when things are starting to get, you know, things are starting to hurt if they're hitting a wall or bonking or anything like that. Um, confidence building is definitely more of a proactive thing, right? Kind of mitigating the um, performance anxiety an athlete might feel prior to a race or an event. Um, and really just building those strategies and just seeing how it's in, how it's impacting their training, their physical training on the side. So if you think of it as like journaling or if we're doing some sort of mindfulness training or meditation training and just seeing how it's translating over into not only their athletic career but also just their everyday life and seeing how it's impacting their their life um, and their general wellness are you working like with one sort of certain set of athletes or do you have a wide range of athletes like are people competing at all different levels who do you who do you work with mostly 
I kind of market myself more toward the typical recreational athlete. So somebody that does have a full-time job and this is something that they're really interested in doing, right? Whether it is something instead of just reading some personal development book or sports psychology book. And it's really just finding that and building that human connection with somebody who, who's really interested in pushing people towards their limits. Um, and that's really how I, when I work with athletes, that's really how I market myself and just saying that I'm here to help you explore, engage in, and enhance your potential, right? So figuring out what's going to take to overcome any of those barriers. Um, and, you know, that's something that across the human, across the human spectrum, that's what everyone wants to work on. We're, we're all looking to get better and maximize ourselves for sure. Um, what's, What's sort of the most challenging part about working with people individually then and trying to decipher how to work with someone versus work with someone else? In my first, when I meet someone that's interested in coaching, I'll usually offer what I call a synergy call. So it's a free 30 minute session where we really just get to know each other and, you know, try to see if not necessarily the, the vibe is right. If the person is motivated to continue with coaching, then, you know, it's going to be open. We're going to be open to a bigger conversation, right? So I'll, if I ever reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I noticed you on so-and-so forum, whether it's on Reddit or Facebook or something like that, you know, you could really connect, or I think you could do really well with a coach. Is this something you're interested in? And, you know, I would say nine times out of 10, they say, no, you know, I'm not really interested in it right now, or I'll come back to it. But there's always that individual that's motivated to grow. And once that person is kind of, they put their foot in the door, right? Like I'm there to help them as much as I can, as much as I can within my ethical limits and saying, okay, this is, you know, these are different things we could try. Um, you know, I, I really don't come into a session with an agenda necessarily. Sometimes if I'm working with an athlete and we have a more uh, systematic training plan, I'll have something planned in the back of my head. But I always open the session up with, you know, what do you want to work on this week or how's training going or what's something that you want to kind of fine tune over this next month or these next couple of weeks or so just getting ready for your next competition. So and I think that's something to really keep in mind is not everyone is going to be attracted towards working with a sports psychology consultant. Um, which is okay. But for those people that are still on the cusp of saying, you know, maybe I I'm not so sure I see it all the time. And I just want to make sure this guy isn't marketing himself as a guru. Just have mm -hmm. a conversation with them. You know, they're pretty easy to figure out right away. Um, you know, you can find the people that just are really good at marketing versus really good with the science, with the evidence-based practices. You can, you can sniff that out right away. It doesn't matter who you are. And what has been the best part of coaching when you get people signed up and you get people to work with them, what, what makes it rewarding for you? What keeps you doing it? I think I always tell athletes, you know, when we're trusting the process, it's not necessarily the, the destination, right? It's a journey, but along with that journey, it's who they become along the way. And it's just really cool to see the science in action, the science of sports psychology turn into action and just see how it impacts somebody's life. You know, I've had athletes who have come out of complete ruts. They were burnt out or they just had this wall where they couldn't 
get past a specific barrier. I had one athlete that I've worked with who was, he was a half miler. Um, he was a division three half miler and he was really good. It was his last season and he really just wanted to break two minutes in the 800. And he had been stuck on that 201, 202 door all season long. And he came to me and then we just started really practicing what it meant to be present during those high performance situations and just finding something to lean into when that pain is just so intense. And I would say this always takes time. I always tell athletes, I'm not a quick fixer. This is something that we have to implement over time. And that's how I kind of, you know, plan my training sessions out in terms of pricing and things like that. Um, you know, it's something that takes time. It's not going to be a quick fix, but when you have that breakthrough, you're going to look back and say, yes, everything that we just did was totally worth it. Right. And that specific athlete, I remember his conference meet and we, I remember watching him not only break two minutes, but he chopped off about four seconds in a matter of two days at his conference event. And he just had his Cinderella story. And I think those Cinderella stories aren't always the case, but when they happen, they're magical. They're so great to see. Oh man, that's, that's cool. I get the, the goosebumps listening. If people want to try and figure out if there's a Cinderella story in themselves and, and if there's any kind of synergy, like you said, how do they reach out to you? How do they find you? Yeah. So you can go on my Substack for uh, perseverance performance and there's a little box up top that says work with me and you can um, sign up for a uh, synergy call. The first one's always free. It's about a half hour. And it's really just a conversation to get to know me and for me to get to know you as a person, as an athlete. Um, and that I would say would probably be the easiest way of getting a hold of me. Um, or my email is just Ryan at perseveranceperformance.com. It's probably the best that that's the email that I only keep on my phone. So <laughs> that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Those two options. Amazing. I could have listened to you to go on about it for some more, Ryan, but we're up against it. So a huge thank you to you, Ryan Teagan. Huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running.